Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. That's good. Acts 1. Acts 1. It's Pentecost weekend, ladies and gentlemen, up in here. Come on, it's Pentecost weekend up in here. Do I have, do I have any firebrands to preach to tonight? Come on. Do I have any firebrands to preach to tonight? Okay, just making sure. This is awesome. When I, when I think about Moses being on Mount Sinai and the Lord descending upon Mount Sinai, the Lord descending on the mountain with fire, lightnings, and thunderings. <laughs> Overtaking the mountain. And what we sang, I see the cloud and, and I step in, I'm, I'm not afraid. Everyone was terrified. They, they weren't even allowed to touch the mountain. Animals weren't even supposed to touch the mountain. God just says, stand back, I'm coming down. And Moses walked in to the thick, dark cloud of God's presence. Jesus. It was in that cloud for 40 days, 40 nights. Moses was with the Lord. And the finger of God stretched forth and gave us commandments and said, Hey, I could tell you a lot. I'll just keep it to 10. I'll make it easy for you. Here you go. And by the finger of God, he carved out and wrote the Ten Commandments and he revealed, as we said just a few weeks ago, God passed by and Moses was able to peer out and look where God had been and he began to write the Torah in the beginning, in the beginning, in Genesis. Are you with me tonight? story is pretty, it's an epic story. Amazingly, when the leader, when the leader, when the shepherd went away, who was Moses, there were many at play at the, at the base of the mountain. Moses had lingered too long. People got impatient. They were tired of waiting for Moses. And so they they had a demonically inspired idea so that they would build for themselves a golden calf like they had in Egypt. Wow. That just had to break God's heart. Moses came down from the mountain, <clears throat> saw the idolatry, saw the idolatry of the people. ground was opened up. It says that 3,000, 3,000 in that moment died. How many are you tracking with me? Remember the story. Judgment was released that day because the law brought judgment. But then in the upper room on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit descended 
and came upon human flesh and indwelled within them with holy burning fire so that we became the tabernacle of God Almighty. Peter stepped out and began to share with the people the good news of what was actually happening. 3,000 were brought into the kingdom that day because grace came. John writes, and he says, And we beheld him, we beheld the only begotten of God, full of grace and truth. Are you in Acts 1? Thank you, Cody. Don't you appreciate the worship team? We're in a very prophetic moment. And I believe every one of us in this building recognizes that. I believe you are spiritually alert. I believe... God is opening your eyes. You are awakening by the Spirit. There is a prophetic focus of this hour. And the Holy Spirit is bringing the world into a fresh global Pentecost. There will be a mega outpouring of the Spirit. I didn't say MAGA. I didn't say make America. I said mega. <laughs> are you with me? All you mighty patriots, are you with me? I said a mega, M-E-G-A, outpouring of the Spirit. There is a finale that's coming upon planet Earth. It's going to be the most exhilarating outpouring of revival and deliverance and miracles and the glory of God the earth has ever seen before Jesus returns. Just as Jesus said in Matthew 13 that the angels of God will be released, they are the harvesters. The angels are the harvesters. And they'll be separating the wheat from the chaff. They're being released even now. We're coming into the greatest hour of harvest of the earth. The harvest of the nations has come. The harvest of the earth has come. We're in it, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the last hours of the last days. I believe, I believe that our gatherings are going to become the most exhilarating gatherings on planet Earth. I remember reading about the Cane Ridge Revival in the early 1800s, Cane Ridge, Kentucky. Tens of thousands of people the power of God coming as preachers would get up in trees and on top of stumps and on top of wagons to preach the gospel. They were preaching over the top of one another. They were spread out all over. And you read the history of it. It says that winds, winds 
would come and rush down on the people and thousands would be thrown to the ground and overcome by the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, the most exhilarating gatherings on the face of the earth are going to be the church gathering in this hour. I was in prayer this morning, earlier this morning, in our upper level in our house. And I came downstairs. <clears throat> I just, I was walking through my room and I came downstairs. And when I turned, it was just, I just got buckled by the Spirit of God, just and I was just overwhelmed by the Spirit of the Lord, and I just sat down, and I began to declare this, and as I was declaring it, then I was like, wait a second, I grabbed my phone, and I just began to write this, and I wanted to, I want to release this decree in here tonight. The wicked dragon is roaring his fire of fury to intimidate, destroy, and deceive the hearts of men. And to take the cities of America with lawlessness. He is a liar. He is the father of lies. Church, we will not miss this moment. In the name of Jesus, the evil one and his minions, they will not prevail. This is our time. This is our time. This is our inheritance and I refuse to give it to the devil. America belongs to the Lord. Shout it and decree it. America belongs to the Lord. Do not retreat and do not be afraid. The beast knows his time is short. The beast knows his time is short. So stand fierce and look now with courage into the burning eyes of the pure, holy fire of Jesus, the burning man, the son of man. As he unleashes Pentecostal fire upon his beloved. Receive his unquenchable love. Stand in his eternal burnings. Proclaim victory and triumph over the dragon. Lift up your voices with power and strength. Let your tears of brokenness and mourning be turned into rivers of fire and demonstrations of righteousness. Do not be duped. Do not be duped. Do not tolerate unbelief. Do not be shaken by this present violence of lawlessness and the strong delusion and the gross darkness upon the people of this land. To the faithful ones who have prepared themselves for this hour, receive the fresh baptism of the all-consuming fire of the Holy Spirit. Fire to the earth. Fire to the earth. Fire to the earth. The river of fire from the throne of Almighty God for the harvest of the nations has come. The divine confrontation of the army of light to conquer the dark hordes has come. Let there be light. Let there be light. There are more with us than against us. The angel armies are with us in power and fire. Awaken, church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church that Jesus is building.
Be filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. I'm getting to Acts 1. Don't, I didn't forget where I'm at. Something new is about to be unleashed. Something completely new is about to be activated on planet Earth. Something, something new. Something new. I, I'm going to say this again. I said it a few weeks ago. I believe I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. In this decade, from 20 to 30, if we get to 30, the greatest level of revelation is going to be unscrolled and unveiled of biblical prophecy before the church's eyes. We're going to move in such a spirit of revelation far surpassing anything we've ever known or perceived or comprehended before to those that are going to press in. You believe that? I can hear you, Cody. Can I hear the rest of you? I know he believes it. He believes it. <laughs> I believe that God is going to deal with the hell and the injustice in the earth through the ecclesia. I'm telling you, I, I, as, I, as, as for me, I mean, I know God's preparing me. God's getting me ready. God is grooming me. He's getting me ready for this divine confrontation. And I'm making sure to get ready, my friends. Get ready. Get ready. I want to declare this tonight. There is an avalanche that is coming to hell's structures. I heard you pray it, the overturning of those thrones. There's an avalanche that's coming to hell's structures and the pillars and their defenders. They're going to go down like a house of cards. And they're going to be burned up by holy fire. I'm in Acts 1. I'm finally there. And you're relieved. After Jesus had been risen from the dead, he had been on the earth 40 days at this point, and he's giving witness to his rev. I'm not reading, I'm talking. <laughs> Y'all are like, wait, what verse is he in? <laughs> this is the Brian Gibbs translation. What's he reading out of? I'm talking to you, I'm setting you up, I'm, I'm preaching, I'm helping. Am I helping you? <laughs> Jesus is bearing witness to his, to his resurrection for 40 days in the earth. And the last thing that he commanded them, his disciples, before ascending into heaven, he says this. He says, do not depart from Jerusalem. I'm in verse 4. But wait for the promise of the Father. Wait for the promise. Wait for the promise of the Father. Which he said, you have Heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. It was only 10 days later. 40 plus 10 equals 50. Pentecost, 50. And the day of Pentecost would come. And in Acts 1 and 8, these are the words of Jesus. These are prophetic words of divine purpose. I want you to hear that again. These are prophetic words of divine purpose. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit 
comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Say it with me. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Say it with me again. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power. Power. And now I'm in chapter 2. Turn a page. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, verse 1, they were with all one accord and they were in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them divided tongues as a fire. And one sat on each of them, verse 4, and as they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, they began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, say that, when the sound, the sound occurred, when this rushing mighty wind came, it released a sound in the city of Jerusalem. The multitude came together. They were confused because every one of them, they, they heard them speaking in their own language, and they were all amazed. Notice that word amazed. They marveled, saying, look, are not all of these who speak Galileans? How, how is it then that we hear each in our own language in which we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elam, Elamites and those dwelling in Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and parts of Libya adjoining the Cyrene? Man, that is a mouthful to read. That's what it feels like reading that. Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. Just keeps going. We hear them speaking in our own language, the wonderful works of God. So they were amazed and they were perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? What could this mean? Now watch this, verse 13. Others, others mocking said, they're full of wine. They're full of new wine. Watch that. Don't hurdle over that. Don't hurdle over that. They're full of new wine. Hmm. But Peter's standing up with the 11. He raised his voice. Can I raise my voice? He raised his voice and he said, Men of Judea, all who dwell in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. It's going to come to pass in the last days, God says. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. On my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. You're going to receive power. You're going to receive power. 
when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you're going to receive power. I believe we are entering into a brand new Pentecost right now. I believe it. I thank God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit that happened in my young life as a boy. I'm thankful for subsequential baptisms of fire that I've received, that, I've, that I'm able to pray with my heavenly language. I'm telling you, I am so grateful that I am filled, that I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, that I can speak in tongues, that I can sing in tongues. And I'm going to tell you, if you're in this room and you've not received that, it is for you. I want to tell you boldly and with joy, with joy and gladness, it is for you. It is your inheritance. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. He said, John came and baptized with water, but in a few days, he says, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And when it happens, you're going to receive power. Power. I want to ask you, what is Pentecost? Write it down. Pentecost is God possessing and indulging himself in his people. It's when God comes and possesses. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are God's, say it with me, his own special possession. If I am God's possession, then what does that mean? It means I'm possessed by God. Did you hear what I just said? I'm not talking about being possessed with the devil. I'm telling you, the world needs to see what it looks like when men are possessed by God. The world needs to see men and women that are possessed by God, that are bold as lions. Fierce. This Pentecostal outpouring is bringing us into truly a new era. And it's filled with promise. Notice what Jesus said. He said, it is the promise of the Father. It is the promise of the Father. I don't claim to understand the ways of God. They are full of mystery. But I do claim to understand that I know we are living in the last days and God is pouring out his spirit. And we are coming on a threshold moment in time right now. I believe it is the new era of time that is leading us into the harvest of the nations through Pentecost. He's sending his angels. He promised to do it. It's in Matthew 13. He's sending his angels. In Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14, it says that the angels of God, they are the ministering spirits. They are sent to assist the heirs of salvation. Angels are sent to assist you and I, the heir. Say, I'm an heir. Say it, I'm an heir of God. I'm an heir of Christ. That's Romans 8, 17. We are joint heirs with Christ, Romans 8, 17. We are joint heirs with Christ. The angels are sent to us. 
Something new is going to be activated, ladies and gentlemen. Something new and fresh is going to be activated on planet Earth. Listen, we've never seen a time like this. Something new is about to be released. Mm. I want to say tonight, God wants his church. I've seen a faithful remnant burning for a long time. And I'm part of it. My lovely wife is part of it. My family, this family, we're part of it. But I'm believing for something far greater than just the remnant burning. There's a lot of faithful warriors, and I'm looking into your eyes right now, that have been, you, you have been like Eleazar. You have fought so valiantly. You remember this story about Eleazar? He was one of David's mighty men. It says that he fought so valiantly with his sword. When the battle was over, his, his hand had frozen to his sword, and the, and the mighty men had to sit Eleazar down and pry his fingers off of his sword. He had fought so valiantly. It's how we've been living for so long, decade after decade, fighting the good fight of faith. Are you with me tonight? I won't be long on this, but I got to mention it. There is a spirit, an antichrist spirit, it is the spirit of lawlessness. It is a spirit that is trying to seduce men and women all over the earth. The Antichrist spirit has tried to seduce specifically ministers for decades in this country. And because it seduced them, they succumbed to the fear of man so bad that we've created these pitiful churches That don't even need the Holy Spirit. They can do life. They can do administration. They can do everything in the world glamorous. That can rival anything like American Idol. But they don't need the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you. Flat footed. God is flushing that stuff down the toilet. It's happening. There is a shaking coming that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. That only that which can remain and that which is truly of God, it will stand. I've watched church after church after church after church after church just abandon the Holy Spirit. No speaking in tongues in this church. No fire in this church. No shouting hallelujah in this church. No dancing in this church. No waving banners in this church. I'm telling you, I, I've seen the gamut. And I've seen the spiritual death from coast to coast. It's an antichrist spirit. And it masquerades itself inside the church. You know why it does that? Because it says it wants to keep everything in order. 
You're getting quiet. This Lutheran church is getting really quiet tonight. It wants to keep everything in order. It's rooted in the fear of man. People are scared of a real Pentecost. You know, people often criticize what they don't understand. Are you with me? People often criticize what they don't understand. So silly preachers have said, look, people aren't going to understand praying in tongues, singing in tongues. You're going to scare everybody off. So you got to stop doing that so we can have all the butts in the seats. I want to remind you what the Word of God says. Are you with me? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 19. This is the Apostle Paul. Do not quench the Spirit. Say it with me tonight. Do not quench the Spirit. One more time. Do not quench. Some of you aren't saying it. Come on, say it with me. Do not quench the Spirit. It means, do you know what that means literally? It means do not put the fire out. Do not put the fire out. It means do not grieve God. Do not grieve God. See, the Holy Spirit is every bit of God as the Father and the Son. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Do not quench God. Do not try to put God's fire out. Paul goes on in verse 20, and he says, do not despise prophecy. Let me tell you what quench means. Quench. Do not quench the spirit. The word quench means this. It means to put out a fire or to extinguish. It means to suppress. It means to squelch and dissolve. Are you getting it? You see that all over this country. Suppress, squelch, dissolve. Quench means this, to put an end to, this is a big one, or to destroy. Wow. And this has been the mode of operation for American churches for a long time. Because they had a lust, a lust to create a very tame, controllable, manageable atmosphere. Services that will attract the masses. And you know what it also attracts? It attracts the natural mind that is at war with the things of God. And the moment the Holy Spirit begins to move, and I mean move in power. I mean, I mean the Holy Spirit moving where someone has to stand up and say, wait, 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 wait. Stop your mocking. You don't understand what's going on. This is the Spirit of God. They look like they're drunk. They look like they're beside themselves. I've, listen, I've seen people under the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit shake on the floor like a fish that's pulled out of a pond and thrown. 
And no one could get near that woman as she shook violently on that floor for over an hour. Nobody knew she had been violently molested throughout her young life by her father and by her uncles. She had been tormented and vexed. And after an hour under the presence of the power of the Holy Ghost, she got up off of that floor a changed woman. Give me the Holy Spirit any day. Give me the Holy Spirit. Give me that over silly dead religion any day. Give it to me. Ho, oh, give it to me. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. They're spiritually discerned. In case you didn't notice, folks, the scripture said that there were others. They were mocking. Peter had to get up and explain this phenomenon of the spirit. He had to explain to people that they weren't drunk. Why? Because they were completely inebriated in the presence of God. Every time I say, anytime I'm in anywhere near this message of the, the, the filling and the overcoming of the Holy Spirit and the inebriation, memories just start flashing through my mind. And I, and I can see myself in Louisville, Kentucky, 1994, July 1994, with 22,000 people at our camp meeting with Rodney Howard Brown. And I remember standing at the windows watching thousands of people trying to leave. And people could barely walk, and they were laying over the tops of cars all over, park down, I'm talking downtown, the inner city of Louisville, Kentucky, right now that is in an uproar and in fires where people are demonstrating. I remember seeing thousands of people, seeing hundreds that couldn't even walk, trying to crawl out of the building. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not even embellishing. I'm not even exaggerating. 1994 was a year like I could have never dreamed. I'm talking about an outpouring of the Spirit. Something greater is coming too. Something greater. The cops, the cops that were riding on horseback didn't know what to do. See, right now, right now the cops don't know what to do. It's an absolute chaos. I've seen a holy chaos. I have seen a holy chaos in the streets. People laying in the streets where they had to shut down the roads. The cops on the horseback had to shut down the roads because bodies were laying all over out in the park over the front of the cars. People overwhelmed in the joy of the Lord, totally drunk and inebriated in God. And it took others stepping up to tell the police they're not drunk. It's the Holy Spirit. What do you mean it's the Holy Spirit? It's the Holy Spirit. I've seen it with my own eyes. The Holy Spirit is not wanting to come to just bless our meetings. The Holy Spirit desires to come to take over 
our meaning. The Holy Spirit desires to come and take over our meetings. That's, that's got to land on you tonight. You, it, wh- whatever you got to do. If you got to go get a tattoo of that across your chest, the Holy Spirit wants to come and take over our meetings. You're not just coming and watching Cody sing songs off the wall. You're not just, you're not just here to look at Brian for an hour or whatever. We are here as a family to host, to host the very presence of God, so that God comes and takes over our gatherings. Our gatherings are going to become the most exhilarating place on, on planet Earth. It's not even going to require a bunch of lines. People are going to come in and they're just going to be healed. We won't even have to line them up. No, no, no. They'll just come into the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. If we host the presence of the Lord right, they'll come into the presence of God and every demon spirit will be driven out of them. Oh, come on. Come on. Do I need a microphone? I don't think so. Okay. Come on. Acts 2. The church was filled and intoxicated with the Holy Spirit. The church that Jesus gave birth to became a sign and a wonder. The church became a sign and a wonder. Think about the story. The church began, became a sign and a wonder. It was the manifest presence of God and people stood back. And looked at the sign and it made them perplexed and amazed and they were in wonderment. Do you understand? That's what was happening. It was a total anomaly. An anomaly means it's something that it's out of order. It's so out of sync. It's hard to define. It's hard to describe it. There is something new in this Pentecost that God's going to unleash on this earth. That is going to be so fresh, so new. People are going to stand back and marvel at it. It will be a sign and a wonder. The church will become a sign and a wonder again. Have you noticed that most of what is done in the church right now doesn't have to be explained? Do you understand the question? Most of what goes on in church doesn't even have to be explained. But when the Holy Ghost comes and falls on a people, then others have to get up and explain what is happening. That's what we need. This is what we're hungry for. Are you hungry for this? Are you hungry for this? Are you thirsty for this? Are you hungry for this? Are you thirsty for this? God, give us an outpouring, God. Listen to the words in Acts chapter 2. The people were amazed. They marveled. They were perplexed. And I've given you these words before, but listen what it means. If you're amazed, it means you're affected with great wonder. If you're marveling, you're surprised and you're astonished. You're in awe. If you're perplexed, it means you're uncertain and you're Puzzled. 
and you're troubled. Don't you want to be in a move of God that makes you puzzle? Pastor Brian, can you explain that? No, I can't. But I know it's God. I can't explain it, but I, but I know it's God. Are you hearing me? I want to be puzzled. I, I want to stand back in awe and marvel. Marvel. That person was totally transformed. Their personality was one way, and that when they came into the glory, they left a new man. She left a new woman. She left transformed. She came in dead but walked out burning. God longs for every human heart to be set on fire. God longs for every human heart to be set on fire by the power of his love. It's amazing to me. It's just incomprehensible that it's incomprehensible to think that the God of the known and the unknown universe had a dream. And his dream, his ultimate dream was, I'm going to live inside of my people. We're going to learn what it means to be God's possession. To be possessed by the Spirit of God. I'm going to do things in the near future that some of you are going to go, yeah, that's Brian. But you know what? He did that because he was possessed by God. You're going to stand up. You're going to be bold. You're going to stand up and do things and see exploits of God. And you'll know it's because you became possessed by the Holy Spirit. You were created to be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Your spirit was created. Think of that. How deep and limitless is your spirit? If Jesus cast out thousands of demons out of one man in the region of the Gadarenes, when he came off of that boat, the man, the man that was living in the nude, cutting himself, that had chains all over him, blood all over him, no one wanted to be around that region of the Gadarenes, yet Jesus says, yeah, that's where we're going. Could you, could you imagine the disciples? And here comes this man running down in the buck. Now, buck in the Greek means, are you with me? Is this side with me? Buck in the Hebrew, it's very deep. He comes running down the hill. He is tormented with thousands of demons. He falls at the feet of Jesus. Thousands of demons in the man could not keep him from bowing down and worshiping the Son of God. Hallelujah. 
They couldn't even stop him from bowing down and worshiping Jesus. He's like, yeah, uh uh-huh, go on. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all you filthy minions, hit the pigs. (laughs) Jesus is awesome. Can I just tell you, Jesus is awesome. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to cast out. You're going to drive out demons. You're going to drive out demons. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to raise the dead. Why in the world would Jesus give us such an epic commission? Because he gave us the promise of the Spirit of God filling us. And he said, you will go forth and do the very same things. You're going to do greater things than me. You're going to do greater things than me because I send you the Spirit of God. It is to your advantage that I go and I send the Holy Spirit. Man, I feel fire in me. I feel fire. I feel fire. The abiding presence of the Holy Spirit is the most critical distinction, characteristic of a Christian. It is not a Joy FM sticker on the back of your car. It is not that you're just sweet and nice. Brian, but Brian, the scripture said they will know that we are Christians by their love. Yes, I know. But some people are so lovely and do nothing. So lovely and do nothing. So nice, but they do nothing. We need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. See, I can preach and I can preach, but it has to be the burning within you that calls to the deep in you, to the deep in you, to the limitlessness of your spirit. I told you that thousands of demons lived in a man, and he bowed down to Jesus. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, who is God, came in the inside of human flesh. It was a brand new thing that God was doing in the earth. It was a brand new revelation that was coming into the earth. The dream of God was not the tabernacle behind a veil. And for us to have to continually go through the outer court, through the inner court, through the most holy place. To go through all all of that. It was a prophetic protocol to teach us that Jesus would come. 
and, and be sacrificed as the Lamb of God and carry us and take us into the very throne of His Father. And so in Joel chapter 2, the prophet Joel, he says after this, he says, God will pour out a spirit on all people. Sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Old men are going to start dreaming dreams. Young men will see visions. Guys, get excited. Robbie, get excited. Robbie, get excited. Young men are going to dream dreams or have visions. They're going to see visions from the Holy Spirit. Even on my servants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days and I'll show wonders in the heavens. What am I saying? What am I getting at? Dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. Say it. Dreams and visions. Say it again. The Holy Spirit wants to fill you with dreams and visions that are so compelling that will take such a grip on you, you will not be able to let them go. I had a dream. I had a dream about four or five years ago. Bren probably helped me with the time. Four or five years ago. It's in one of my journals. I remember waking up right out of it, writing it down. I was walking on a football field of the Ohio State Buckeyes University. I was in the football field with a few ministers, and we were walking on the field. There were thousands in the stands. But there were hundreds, maybe two, three hundred college students on the grass that were just flopping under demonic power. And me and my ministry friends were walking through the field and unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit and the demonstration of the Spirit, bringing deliverance to the captives and casting those demons out. And in that dream... In that dream, there was national news outlets there in that stadium that was capturing all of it. I had a revelation when I woke up out of that dream. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, in the coming days, the only safe spaces will be in my manifest presence. Remember all these safe spaces that were created for all the snowflakes having a meltdown? Remember that? Remember that? You know, did you know it was on Inauguration Day? I was in Washington, D.C., not far from the president, watching him be sworn in. And an hour later, it was all over the news from coast to coast. Ohio State University creating safe spaces for their student collegiate body because people are having meltdowns watching Trump being sworn in. <laughs> they needed their safe spaces. The only safe spaces that are coming will be where the manifest presence of God is unleashed in power. 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 I believe we're going to see a whole lot of chaos and we're going to see a whole lot of glory all at the same time. 
all at the same time. You know why? Because the wheat and the tares are growing together. Are you still with me? I believe that this nation needs far more than inspirational sermons. I'm a decent preacher. America needs far more than just just some good inspirational teachings and preaching. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You need a fresh baptism of fire. You need a fresh baptism of fire. I need a fresh baptism of fire. Nobody's exempt in this room tonight. Those of you watching tonight, you need a fresh baptism of fire. Now, here's my encouragement to you as your leader, whoever I am to you, your friend, your new friend. There's visitors in here. If I'm your brand new friend tonight, here's my admonition, my encouragement to you. You need to seek God for a brand new experience and encounter with him. To be filled with fire. To be filled with fire from the Holy Spirit. Our future depends on us being filled with the Spirit. Our future depends on us being filled with the Spirit. There is a great falling away coming. And while there is a great harvest, the greatest harvest that the earth has ever known, there will be a great falling away simultaneously. While there will be great glory, there will be great chaos. While there will be great falling away, there will be great outpouring. you, Lord. Tonight, we need to turn this place into a sacred space. We're going to, in just a few minutes, we're about to change, okay? We're going to move out of these chairs. We're going to get in these altars. You're going to come back. We're going to get before God. We're not going to start a fire tunnel. We're going to get before God. If you're physically able We're going to get on our knees before God. We're going to get down on our knees in these chairs and up here in front. And we're going to cry out to God for our own lives, for our own families. And we're going to cry out to God for our beloved America. We need an outpouring of the Spirit. We've got to get ourselves in right position for this Pentecost. We've got to get ourselves in right position for this Pentecost. Humbling ourselves before God. Hear this tonight. I want somebody to really hear this. Please be alert right now. Please be alert. I want you to hear this. If you will rightly position yourself on your knees at this critical hour, 
the, the hour's coming where you're going to be called to stand. And you'll move from your knees to the boldness of standing while everyone else is bowing down, being seduced by the spirit of this age. You will be standing. While people are on mute, scared, the fear of man, you will be speaking. While people are backing away in retreat, you will be running forward. This is no time for retreat. This is time to be filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. If you're in this room tonight and you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it is for you. It's for you. Don't you let anyone else lie to you or talk you out of it. It is for you. I want you to stand tonight as a family. Put your Bibles aside. Cody, I want you to come. Worship team, all the worship team can come, really. Thank you, Jesus. Let's flow right into it right now. If you want to get up here in the altars, find your place. Come on, just come. Come now. Come now. If you want to find your place in the altar, right here. Find your place on your knees before the Lord. We're in this. And we're in this together with the Holy Spirit. This is our time. Say it tonight. This is our time. Come on, say it. It's our time. This is our time. I love that shirt, Andy. This is our time. Glory to God. Come on, find your place. Find your spot. If you want to kneel down in, in your chairs, you can do that. If you need to sit in your chairs, you can do that too. Just seek the Holy Spirit right now. Just seek Him. Ask Him to fill you with burning from the throne. Ask him to let that river of fire that comes from the throne of God to fill you and flow in you. Hallelujah. God, pour out your spirit upon us. God, pour out your spirit upon us. God. Pentecost come. Pentecost come to the world. Pentecost, come to the earth, God. Pentecost, come. Pentecost, outpouring to America. To America. Come on, seek him. Friends that are with us online tonight, seek him. Seek him, son. You can come out of there. Come down and join the family tonight. Come out of there, son. Just leave the live stream going. Just leave it going. Seek him, seek him, seek him. Adore him, worship him. Welcome him, worship him, welcome him.
Honor the Holy Spirit. Honor the Holy Spirit. Worship Him. Fill us, Lord. Fill us, God. Fill us. Fill me, God. Fill me with your unquenchable fire. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.